So welcome to episode 13 of the Sister Cast. I'm Zoe. I'm Amanda. And Amanda. Yes. I'm- do you know who Billy Eichner is? Yes. Billy on the street. Love him. Difficult people. <laughs> so I did not know who he was. Wait, who, what did he do? Did he offend someone? <laughs> who did who he, did touch he inappro- inappropriately touch? No, I don't believe he inappropriately touched anybody. Um, I do think that he has a big crush on Rihanna, though. No, he's gay. Is he gay? Totally. Well, that might explain why he loves Rihanna. Yeah, that's Um, true. So this morning, I didn't actually know who he was. I'm terrible with people, like names and remembering things. I have kind of a singular focus when it comes to most things. Like, I just want to think about my books most of the time. Right, yeah. Anyway, so this morning, I happened to see a video of Metallica doing a carpool karaoke kind of video to a rihanna song diamonds yes 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 and i shared it and one of my friends um um twyla turner was like who is the hot guy in the passenger seat and i was like i know he seems the most into the song and she's like "Mm -hmm, i could not stop looking at him and i was like i know me too in my head immediately he is in love with rihanna more than and so like that's a a meet cute right that this video gets posted blah 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 and then i was like wait a second who is he he looks kind of familiar so i google metallica rihanna passenger seat and because google tells you absolutely everything the first hit told me that it was this comedian named billy eichner and so he must have that's who she thought was cute he's very cute you know he's cute no wait what are we talking about the same person yeah no yeah this guy i'm gonna show you the video now see that guy She's watching now. You don't think he's cute? Okay, we have different. I think he's so funny. I love his character on Difficult People. Which, by the way, was canceled. No. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. But I discovered that while Googling who this guy was in this video. Doesn't surprise me because they're like the. Is it difficult people or horrible people? I think it's called difficult people. Because they're just like horrible, horrible people. Billy reminds me of my gay BFF, Maury. Right. And I think that's why. Like, he's just right. so bitchy. And uh, and he also has a show called Billy on the Street where he runs up to people and yells at them. <laughs> OK, I'm totally going to watch all of these. And things he's becoming um, he's going to star in the new American Horror Story. Oh, OK, cool. So he's starting to do more mainstream stuff like difficult people. I don't know what channel it was on. Like, I feel like it was like a Hulu or yeah. Amazon show, like which I, I make that face when I say it. But actually, those shows are just because it's not a network show, or they're actually more right. popular than anything else. But. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's but funny that you don't think that he is attractive. No. Oh my god, he's so cute. Okay. Well but then, speaking, I have to ask you. Yeah. Who is? Who do you think is the sexiest man alive? Who do I think is the sexiest man alive? Well, you mean the answer than- is not Blake Shelton. Well, hundred percent, it's not. The universal agreement is: How did they come up with that? So if you aren't aware, if you were one of the five people who were not on the internet this week and did not trip over somebody mocking Blake Shelton, um, People Magazine named him the sexiest man alive. But don't you think mm-hmm. for a second they did it as a bit of a joke and he's in on it? Oh, 100%. No, 100%. That's what it is. And I mean, to be fair, there are people who do think they love him i mean he has a lot of fans yeah huge and he has he is um tall <laughs> i'm trying to reach here i mean there are people who love him right yeah and so to a certain segment of the population 
he is kind of almost as sexy as Jason Momoa. I don't know. I don't know who Jason Momoa is. Aquaman. He's from Game of Thrones. Okay, well, now I'm going to have to. Oh, my God. Keep going. Blake Shelton, like, he's not unattractive. But he, but no, as the internet said, seven at he's best. a solid seven. Yeah. I really liked that tweet where they said, Blake Shelton isn't even, and there were seven things. He's not yeah. even Gwen Stefani's, you know. Yeah, he, he's not uh, even the best Gwen Stefani, at, or Gwen Stefani spouse. He's not even the best Country Blake. singer. Not yeah. even the best Blake. Yeah, Blake Lively is, by Blake. the way, the sexiest Blake. Oh, my God. Like, Jason Momoa. No, no idea who that is. What? N- no idea who that is. No idea who that is. What? I'm really. He th- is more attractive than Blake Shelton. A hundred percent. So, so in a so so one of the best lines that I saw was in a year when the internet melts down over Jason Momoa standing waist deep in water. How do you name Blake <laughs> Shelton the sexiest man alive? Right. Yeah. The the other one. This is one my husband told me. He goes. When it was announced that Blake Shelton was the sexiest man alive, someone tweeted, well, this is a very horrible way to find out that 9,000 people died. 9 billion people died today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Blake. But you know what? He's laughing. It's publicity. Oh, yeah. He's got a new album out. He's on The Voice. Blah, blah, blah. I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people mocking the decision. And then I saw a lot of people getting offended on his behalf. Right. And I want to make it really clear that like making fun of the fact that Blake Shelton was named the sexiest man alive. That's not making fun of how he looks. That's not mocking him. That's not body shaming or he is a tall, handsome, wealthy Famous, popular redneck, redneck person. He like Blake Shelton is fine. You know, he's not hurt at all by people having fun at his expense. It is gentle mocking. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And he was in on it. Like his tweets were like, you know, like he he was he was making fun of Adam, who was the sexiest man alive in three years. Yeah. Three, four years ago. Yeah. You know, he was he. His tweets are funny. I actually am not a fan of Blake Shelton for the most part. And I it's a really specific thing. A couple of years ago, he was on Jimmy Fallon's um, show, the late night show, whatever it is. And Jimmy Fallon made Blake Shelton eat sushi. And Blake Shelton is not the kindest person when it comes to things that he doesn't like. Right? He was he was really I thought kind of rude and dismissive of an entire culture. And it's a culture that I'm quite fond of. I lived in Japan for a year and a half. I love eating sushi. Um and I just I that whole thing and it was just one he thought it was supposed to be funny. Jimmy Fallon thought it was supposed to be funny. I thought it was not funny. Right? So ever since then I've just like never really been a fan. And then there's the whole Miranda thing. I'm probably team Miranda. So Do we ever know what happened there? No. Never really came out, right? No. I mean, I think that both of them would rather probably just move on and not have people speculate. Yeah, but when Team people Miranda. live in the when people live in the spotlight, because mm-hmm. something happened. Well, yeah. I mean, because you can It could be as simple as someone just falling out of love. Yeah. But it happened so quickly, and they were so cute. Falling out of love, falling into bed. I mean, I just. <laughs> I think he cheated on her. That's you don't my- think she cheated on him? I think he cheated on her first. Team Miranda. Two wrongs don't make a right. But yeah. No, once you're cheated on, whoever you then sleep with, I don't think that counts as cheating. What? 
What? So it's like if you get cheated on, you then get a, free, you get a free pass, hundred percent. How many times? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think like you're you're heading towards Splitsville anyway. Does right. it matter? Right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Team Miranda. Hashtag. It is funny how um, Jason Aldean. I have. I used to be a big fan oh, of his. Right. The, didn't he have an affair with like a teenager? Well, he, he yeah, he's married to her and she's about to have a baby. Wait, so he left the first wife. His wife. The- he left his wife of like twenty five years, who had he had two or three children with, like a middle aged woman. I like you know for this like eighteen year old person off the Voice or X Factor or one of those shows, American yeah. Idol. No, immediately. Brittany, what Brittany Aldine, who's yeah. pregnant, like in two months, she's giving birth to, and she's like blonde and twenty one, and like I just, I used to be a big fan of Jason Aldine, like about ten years ago, eight years ago. I can't bring myself. I couldn't go to his. Con- he came here to London not too long ago. I couldn't go to the concert. Yeah. I listen to his songs on the radio. I won't turn them off, but like he ain't getting a dime of my money. Yeah. So it's just the truth of the matter. And some of us have known this for a long time is that men are highly suspect. Right. And they're highly suspect for a lot of reasons. Right. They're highly suspect because they can, because they're allowed to be like that, because society supports them to be like that. Right. But there's like, I mean, I think that more people today know the term male privilege than ever before. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are still super resistant to that idea. But literally, literally every single day, there is now an explosive story about a famous person behaving badly. You know, the fact that Blake Shelton, you know, eight years ago had some inappropriate tweets, that that is no longer a blip on the radar mm-hmm. you know there are there are stories every single day about people that we were fans of being highly inappropriate possibly criminal you know and so it's just like all of this is um you know it's not surprising unfortunately when a man leaves his wife leaves his kids starts over again with a younger woman that's just par for the course because male privilege because they can It's all very gross. So you work in an industry that's pretty female driven, would you say? Oh, yeah. Romance is written by women, for women, for the most part. Yep. So you don't see male privilege in your industry? Oh, no. I see male privilege in my industry every single day. So when I say it's written by women, for women, for the most part, there are um, there are male models who like they you know they start out as like a cover model like the fabio of this generation and then they're like oh these romance novels maybe i'll try my hand at writing them and then like they get fangirls you know by the thousands just because they put pen to paper and their books aren't great they're not even good you know but because they're a man and they wrote something that's sexy oh my god to the top of the charts they go um so that's really that's not ideal you know that that's we have a lot to unpack in our own behavior as women in how we privilege men over ourselves over our sisters over our you know friends wow way to be a downer zoe (laughs) so what do we do about male privilege we keep talking about it you know like you know that whole hashtag me too talking about sexual violence that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. In fact, 
you know, um, Corey Feldman, right? In 2013 or 2014, Corey Feldman tried to tell the women on The View that he had been assaulted repeatedly as a child, that Corey Haim had been raped as a child. And Barbara Walters told him that he was going to ruin the industry if he kept talking about that. Right. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Watch the clip. It's horrifying. Um, So, you know, there's a there's a there's a awesome quote that says um, and I and unfortunately I, I don't know who said it, but it feels like things are getting harder. It feels like things are getting worse. They're not. We are peeling back the veil and we're exposing what has always been there stay strong keep peeling back that veil that is how things get better right so what do we do we keep talking about it we believe people like just um yesterday or the day before oh this is we're gonna air this like next week sometime so we're recording this about a week in advance who knows what will have happened in the last week (laughs) you know in between when we record this and when it airs but um a week ago Al Franken, who is somebody who I've always Mm -hmm. um, admired. I've always appreciated him as a comedian. Um, It it came out that he forcibly kissed somebody during a rehearsal, a journalist. And um, and she has kept that secret for like 10 or 11 years. And she came out and shared her story. Al Franken is beloved by people on the left. Right. He's a he's a very liberal Democratic senator um, from Minnesota and nobody wants him to be guilty of things that a lot of men are guilty of. But the reality is a lot of men act inappropriately and sometimes it's out of character. Sometimes it's a one off. Sometimes it's a pattern of behavior. Um, But the most important thing we can do is believe women. So even though the woman who came out and said, you know, it's, who who shared that story even though she's a conservative she used to work on sean hannity's show it does not matter assault is not a partisan issue right we believe her we believe her when she said that she was violated by al franken's tongue and al franken needs to you know bear the responsibility of that bear the consequences of that we need to show men that we believe each other as women and that there are consequences for bad behavior. And I don't really care if careers are destroyed. I genuinely don't. The reality is, though, careers are not destroyed, right? If you are properly repentant, you can continue on in your career and people will forgive you. But you do need to bear that consequence of that shame. Now, George Takai got accused yeah. of something. Yeah. And he has no recollection of it. And it was yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. And he came out and said... Like, I'm really sorry. I have no recollection of this. Mm-hmm. Don't you think in that case it's potentially made up? No. I think that the guy who said that, um, I think that he was traumatized. And I believe him. I also think that there's zero consequences to George Takai. Like, even though we all know this about him, like, I haven't unliked his Facebook page. Right. And what right. other consequence is there to him? Right. It does not hurt him. For anybody to believe this male actor or model or whoever it was right. that, that leveled that charge against him and that person, right, if we believe him, right. then it it's not actually even about him. I don't care, you know, in theory, whether or not he's telling exactly the truth of exactly what happened with George Takai. What I care about is that we have a culture where people are told it's okay to share what happened to you instead of a culture where we silently give the message maybe it's best if you don't talk about it right right the number one most important thing is that we change the societal dynamic that 
tells people not to say anything. I don't care. I honestly don't care if there are some side consequences of George Takai being shamed a little right. bit. There, he, there is no consequence to him other than that bit of shame. And well, he can bear that. Objective truth usually falls out in the wash pretty clearly. I don't think that there should be any consequence for somebody misremembering something either. Because I think that trauma, um, trauma is real, right? And the details of how we remember trauma, it doesn't matter if you get something a little bit wrong. Labeling somebody as a liar is so traumatic to us all as a society. Right. Right. So like keep the focus where it matters and the fact that we want people to be able to share what happens to them. We want them to share when they are traumatized and we want to be supportive, right? It's not about punitive punishment. It's not about sending people to jail for sexual harassment. That's not a criminal thing. Um, in Canada, right, we had Gian Gameshi working at the CBC for a decade, causing a, creating a toxic work environment for a decade because nobody wanted to out him. And then, sure, he was put on trial. Notice that he was found not guilty, yeah. right? The criminal bar is very high. And even an asshole, which is exactly what he is, won't go to jail if the evidence is not overwhelming. But he 100% made his workplace toxic. He 100% assaulted women. Um, he is a predator, right? We we do not need him to be found guilty in a court of law to know these things about him. As women, we just know in our gut. And when like 100 women say, don't be alone with that guy. Yeah. Right? But we need to be in a society where we can say to each other, don't like don't go don't get in that car with him right that's the most important thing and more than ever we now have (laughs) ways of communicating and getting it out and yet we're not oh yeah people are i think are afraid too of liable and Mm. what it's going to do to their career and will they be and also just you know it, it is consuming to share trauma. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely a woman's right to move on with her life. Mm-hmm. It does not. Nobody should ever feel obligated to drag their life through the mud for other people. Like I've seen a lot of that. Well, you have an obligation to come forward. You have zero obligation to what anything that you don't want to do. Right. If you want to come forward, then, you know, know that I am somebody who will always support that and protect your right to do that at any point in your life. Um, but if you just want to keep that to yourself and move forward, that is a hundred percent your choice too. It's going to be interesting with, uh, award season coming up. Oh my God. Cause I, it, it's almost like you don't want to, you know, nominate or vote for something. Cause who knows what's going to spill out of it. You know, what's going to, I did see here, here's the problem in a nutshell. So the Al Franken story came out and then a male reporter, um, tweeted a response well i guess the only option is to go to robot politicians and women everywhere went you know you wouldn't even consider female politicians instead (laughs) that is the real problem right is that we have given men all this power and it's time for that to shift like seriously 2018 needs to be the year of men sitting down (laughs) and good men will just do that they'll be like yeah no we've had our turn and we clearly fucked it up and so now let's let the women have a turn love it yeah yeah love it but that's men think oh if we can't even good men they're like oh well if men can't do it maybe we need to turn to like robots (laughs) Mm, maybe not there is another option they have boobs i'm just saying (sighs) anyway 
Speaking of awards, do you even want to even say what movies you've liked this year, lest any of them be? I mean, how many movies was Brett Ratner involved in? Because we can't, but we can't like any of them. Oh my goodness! I went to sixteen movies in theaters this year. Hey, that's pretty good. Hello, I mean, maternity leave. I know, right? I would. Me and my husband really like going to movies. Yeah. it's our thing. Yeah, right. We've always gone to movies. We actually got engaged after going to see The Hurt Locker. Really? And by going to see The Hurt Locker, I mean he went and saw The Hurt Locker. I went with him 10 minutes in. I said, I'm not watching this. And I went shopping. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got engaged afterwards. (laughs) That's Um, amazing. Because I have pretty uh, good criteria for movies, right? Mm -hmm. What's the four criteria for me to watch a movie? Pink on the movie poster. Set in New York City. Yep. Has to have a cell phone in it. And I usually like there to be a nice montage where Mm -hmm. they go shopping and or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. with a montage of some sort of pop poppy tune uh the move the cell phone just keeps it current yeah right and by current i mean really that's an era yeah definer yeah it's okay if it flashes back to like old cell phones but like i ain't watching (laughs) movies from the 50s uh anyway so those are my four criteria so what got me thinking about this i just went and saw bad moms 2 oh yeah like a couple days ago and i was supposed to wait for you but you haven't even seen bad moms 1 so Uh, so I went because I really was trying to get into the Christmas spirit because here we are middle of November and I was like because it the Bad Moms 2 is a Christmas movie mm-hmm. like it's set in Christmas time which you'd think I would love because it's all my criteria and Christmas but it's just it's not quite Christmassy. Mm. I do have a question about that before we get back to the yeah. piece. Your birthday is November 20th. Mm-hmm. Do you how do you feel about Christmas stuff before your birthday or around your birthday? Maybe that's why. Because I love Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot wait for Christmas. But maybe that's why. Because my birthday has to get out of the way. Right. Before I can really be like, I love the timing of my birthday. Because it kicks off that Christmas season. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not too close to Christmas that I've never felt like people hold off giving me gifts or celebrating because I'm too close to Christmas. Right. My, um, My second daughter's born like four days before Christmas. So it'll be interesting. I haven't celebrated that enough to know what it's like, but... We'll get there. So I actually have always loved the timing of my birthday because you get Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, which I love. Canadian Thanksgiving, which is in October. Then my birthday. And then it's just like constant celebrations. So back to movies. Yes. I have seen, I think, three movies this year. In theaters. No. (laughs) I've seen two movies in theaters. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wait. No. Okay. Three movies. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Boss Baby. You went to theater to see Boss Baby? I have children. They drag me to such things. Um, wait, when did when did I see Sing with that your was daughter? Technically was that last year? That was that was Christmas break. It last was like year. December 29th. Yeah. So yeah, I I was pretty sure. Okay, so Boss Baby, Guardians of the Galaxy two, and Wonder Woman were the three movies that mm-hmm. I saw in theater this year. Mm-hmm. I loved Wonder Woman. Um, and on the plane going to England, I watched The Big Sick. What'd you think of it? Oh my God, it was so good. That was one of the ones we saw in theaters. Yeah. 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 So I good, loved right? it. I bu- yeah. I've just ordered the DVD so that I can hear the commentary. Yeah. And yeah. Loved. That was great. So The Big Sick was probably my favorite movie of the year, tied with Wonder Woman. They're very different films, obviously. Um, they beat out Boss Baby and Guardians of the Galaxy too, but like I've seen nothing. So um, I'm I want to go see Murder on the Orient Express yeah. next week, um, and I haven't decided if I'm going to go see Justice League or not. So I wrote down I wanted to see the movies that I went to. Yeah. <laughs> and why I wanted to bring this up on the podcast is if you were to if when I read these out, 
all of these movies that I saw in theater yeah. are probably the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> And Hollywood right now is blaming Rotten Tomatoes for no one going to see. This has been one of the worst years for box office. I've heard this big drama about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So people like the Hollywood is claiming that no one's going to see movies because Rotten Tomatoes are giving the movies such horrible scores. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. But okay, continue. I mean, I'm not saying they're not warranted, right? Lady Bird? Apparently it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes that's from one review. Right. But also, that's my fear. Like, I don't go and see movies that get 100% because they're usually like Dunkirk. Right. Right? Like, well, there's no pink on that movie poster. and There's definitely no <laughs> cell phones being used. Right. And I, I'm going to say this. I don't like what? <laughs> A Bad Mom's Christmas only has 28%. This is the thing. Okay, so, continue. Sorry. I'm, now I'm all distracted so by looking I've at stopped Tomatoes. going. Like, I've stopped looking. Yeah. Because I took my daughter to see Emoji Movie. It was getting like 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. But wasn't it a terrible movie? No. Oh, are you sure? Positive. There's no plot. That's what I've heard. No, there's totally a plot. Mm. They have to jailbreak their cell phone. Because <laughs> the, emo- the, emo- the met emoji isn't being met when it gets touched. <laughs> I can't even. Okay. And then they go through the cell phone and like they go to Dropbox and they go to Yahoo Mail. So it's a giant commercial. <laughs> and then they ha- they jump on a bird that's the Twitter bird and off they go. And then the viruses are after them. Anyway. Yeah, no, it is. Okay. So what other movies do you see that have really low? Uh, well, The Bad Mom's Christmas. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. In fairness, I went. I did not want to see that. That was for our brother. I took him oh, home okay. again. That Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, the, you said that was weird. Awful. Right. Fifty Shades of Grey. The the third one or second, second one or whatever. One, yeah. Um, was that good? By the way, did you like it? It was okay. Oh, none right. of these are good. The House. What's what's that? that? Was the one with um, Will Ferrell and where the gambling in the house? Okay. Oh no! Wait. No, I want to see the one. Mo- the Molly oh, Bloom. I want to see that one. Yes. Molly's Game. Molly's, Molly's Game. Game. Yes, I'm really looking forward to that. Snatched. That's the one with uh, Blonde and Blonde, Goldie yeah. Hawn and yeah. Um, yeah. Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so just when I look at the list, they're all not getting great reviews. So Bad Moms 2, I didn't even read any reviews. I was like, you know, I'm just going to go. Right. Because A Rough Night was the other one that yeah. I thought was kind of fun okay um and then one that came out end of last year him again or mm-hmm. you again or whatever i like comedies and i like movies that are escape but they're just surfacey well guess what's gonna get a bad review on rotten tomatoes surfacey comedies yeah the movie that everyone's talking about right now is wonder with julia roberts right have you heard about it no but i just saw it on rotten tomatoes y- yeah yeah like people say it's incredible based on a book it's with the little boy with the disfigured face and in and one of the the lines in the trailer is how can you blend in when you were born to stand out like he's oh okay they say though the entire time you will just be crying oh that sounds like crying yeah because it's about a little boy who's disfigured who goes to Mm -hmm. school and kids are mean to him and then he goes on to save the world like i assume assume something happens right? right Um, like they just say you cry the whole time. Like I don't want to go to the movies to feel anything. <laughs> and you know it's funny because so in books we call those ugly cry stories. Right. I never want to read an ugly cry, but I I don't mind watching an ugly cry movie. 
That's interesting. No. I want to go and see Mila Kunis spill coffee on herself. I think that's why I used to love Adam Sandler movies so much, right? Like, so Bad Moms 2, my review is go see it if you're bored. (laughs) If you're on maternity leave and your baby's okay with sleeping through it or. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or if you just are looking for some fun. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. The, the movie, though, that I raved about this year. So you really love The Big Sick. I love The Big Sick. The movie that I think you would really, really enjoy is Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Okay. That's the one I told you about. I wanted you to go and then you didn't go. Right. About the boys who, the brothers, the Logan brothers who yes. rob a speedway. Yeah. So good. And, and Daniel Craig is in it. 007. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Okay, cool. So it's the one that I say, if you're going to watch something, watch it. Cool. So are we going to go see Wonder Together and Ugly Cry? Or are we just going to no. go to Murder on the Orient Express? Mur- oh, do you want to go see Murder on the Orient Express? Well, here's the thing. There's no song. We're in middle of November. I'm at 16 movies. Yeah. You want to be at... I got to get to at least 20 by the end of the year. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Um, did you know that 71% of people in Nor- North America go to the movies at least once a year? Wait, so does that mean that 29% don't go to yeah. a movie a year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Has that How has that stat changed over the last decade? You're asking questions I don't have the answer to. Right. But uh, the it's like 50% of people who attend movies yeah. go about once a month. Oh, interesting. Right. And then uh, there's a it huge... Kind of skews. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. what's driving the... So what's driving the movie industry are people who go once a month. So when we were younger... Um, before we had kids, basically, like, before we were adults, when we were young adults, um, the Viking and I, when I was in university and he was new to the army, um, we lived in this walk-up, third-floor walk-up apartment that was really hot. and We didn't have an air conditioner. And the movie theater had $2 movies on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, $4 the rest of the time. Um, and it was cool. And so, wasn't it, like, a block from your house? Yeah, yeah. We were we lived downtown. This was in Hamilton. We lived downtown, um, on just off of Bold Street, and um, and we could walk to Jackson Square Theater. And so we went to the movies a lot, like, like almost weekly, weekly, definitely, definitely, weekly. Weekly. definitely weekly. Sometimes more than once a week. But like we saw all the movies, and um, and we kind of continued that. We went to movies a lot until we had kids. And now you have like a babysitter, like a teenage babysitter option, right? Um, we did that like a couple of times, but it's just, it hasn't been our, our habit. And so basically now for us to go out to see a movie, like in theaters, like opening or whatever, um, it has to be really worth it because once you pay for a babysitter, plus the price of tickets is now, well, it's no longer $2 or $4. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like you're looking at a hundred dollar night, or you wait until it comes out on DVD, or even stream. Like you're yeah. like you, like you're like. Remember, I told you I bought yeah. I, I ordered a movie on a DVD, and you're like, why wouldn't you just buy it from iTunes? Excellent question. Um, and so it's just so easy now, and our TVs have gotten bigger. Like how many people yeah. have a sixty inch TV in their yeah. living room, and then there's no jackass behind you on his phone or yep. kicking your seat or you know. 
So that's why the movies that you went to are probably the ones that you've seen with your kids. Two, two of the four. Right. Were and with you kids. Make it the, and so that's what really got us back into the theaters too was my oldest is now at a perfect age to see movies. Yeah. And her dad loves going to movies. So yeah. the two of them go to movies a fair bit. I take her to, especially in the summer, we were looking for stuff to do. Um, my kids have been to more movies this year than I have because they go, like I've taken them to two your husband has taken yeah. them to some. Their grandparents have taken them to some. Their dad has taken them to one. And it's it's great because when we babysit, we had to babysit them one day, like all day. Yeah. So we took them to a movie and it ate up a huge chunk yeah. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, Big it's fan great. of movies. Yeah. But I just was thinking there is some sort of clout to this whole Rotten Tomatoes is ruining movies. I think that it's a bunch of factors and Rotten Tomatoes is probably the most visible I think that it is a factor, you know, I think that social media has changed how we consume stuff in a big way. Everyone is talking about the fact that Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive and you no longer need to grab the People magazine, you know, off Mm -hmm. the shelf Mm -hmm. in order to read that article because people are sharing screenshots of the, you know, social media affects our thoughts about movies it can also turn it in a big i mean social media was a big part of the wonder woman movie being such a huge hit yeah because everyone was saying oh my god you gotta go and see it but here's the thing like um you know if something is really good then buzz will drive it up but if something is really bad like if hollywood is disappointed that rotten tomatoes is ruining films maybe hollywood shouldn't make so many shitty movies <laughs> You know what I mean? But like if everyone is agreeing that a movie is only a two out of five star or a 40, you know, percent Rotten Tomato or or a six percent or whatever. If there's some validity there, nobody is owed success. Right. Nobody is owed movie ticket sales. Right. Right. Nobody's owed, owed book sales. But I guess that's the thing is what's shitty to someone is not shitty to someone else. Okay, so would you recommend that I go and spend $40 to see Bad Moms Christmas? Why do you have to spend $40? Because it's two times $20 tickets. Tickets are not $20. They're $11.99. Plus popcorn. You can bring your own popcorn if you're on a tight budget. Would you recommend that I go buy myself and spend $11.99 to see Bad Moms Christmas? Is that the best way that I should spend $11.99? Or should I buy jeans at Primark? (laughs) Like choices, you know? So it, I think it comes down to your life, right? If what you're am I going busy? to enjoy more? <laughs> this iced coffee that cost me two ninety nine, <laughs> or a film on Tuesday? If you are going out with your girlfriends and you're a bunch of moms, I think only moms should go see bad moms too. When I went to the theater, there were single guys there. That's weird. And I thought it, it was it was a Tuesday. <laughs> It was like a matinee on Tuesday. So it was like 1230 on a Tuesday and there were single guys there. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> because the I definitely LOL'd at Bad Moms too. Yeah, okay. Because I'm a mom and I could relate to it. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. give it a 1 to 10 out of one. It's a Blake Shelton. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's, <laughs> so a, it's Blake. a 6 and a half. Totally. Right, like, okay. It wasn't. It's been a long time since I've left a movie being like, I have to just leave. I don't know what's happening. Mother's Day. 
No, that movie was so good. What? No. We left and we were like, what did we just watch? No. Was that terribly racist? I think that was terribly it racist. It was terribly racist. <laughs> so how can you say that that was so good? It was so terrible. because, well, you know. Like, no. No. Mother's Day was a 3 out of 10. And it's very sad that it was Gary Marshall's last project. I haven't watched it since. Like, that's always another test is like, we spent the movie grabbing each other's <laughs> arms and giving each other what the fuck looks. <laughs> that is the Mother's Day experience. Yeah. See, so when I watch these movies, I'm like, oh, so close. They're all like 75%. They're like, if you could just. I'm just saying that it is only because men are in control of Hollywood that we accept, oh, almost good. I'm sorry, but a bo- if a movie is like 60% almost good and 40%, what the fuck were you thinking? Maybe that's a movie that shouldn't have been made. Yeah, except that if once they've spent all this money, they have to make it back. They could make Wonder Woman over and over and over again. <laughs> okay. Patty Jenkins What did I like charge. better? Wonder Woman or Bad Moms 2? Wait, did you too? see Wonder Woman? Yeah, I did. It's on the list. I didn't know that it was on your list. I Wait, went- you didn't like Wonder Woman. No. <gasps> right. And that's what I'm saying. But when she ran across No Man's Land, you didn't cry? No. I cried. No. I even wore my Wonder Woman socks to the movies. I go all in. But no. See, that's the thing. Like, I know. I know. And there are people out there. I'm staring at her right now. Like my mouth is hanging open. Yeah. Like I can't. No. Now my, my friend Zara didn't like it because the costumes were not consistent with the era. But like literally that's the only other time I've heard someone not care for it. On a scale of one to ten. I don't even want to ask but I'm going to ask anyway. On a scale of one to ten. Wonder Woman. Blake Shelton. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Wonder Woman is the Jason Momoa of films. No. Uh, like I'm looking at my list Gal- here. Gal Gadot. They yeah. were all. They're all fine. I really like Guardians of the Galaxy too. No. And it was only acceptable. It was the Blake Shelton of films. <laughs> they all are. Okay. The only one. Okay. I will say. Bad Moms 2. Better than Home Again. That Reese Witherspoon movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Home Again. Yeah. Home Again was like a three. Yeah, it, it, I left uh, that being can like. Can we agree hmm. that the big sick was a ten out of ten, ten out of ten? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. That was what all movies should be. Logan Lucky slightly better though. Okay. I really do think you would really enjoy Logan Lucky. All right. Also, just again, that Channing Tatum guy is in Logan Lucky. Right. So that's good. Yeah. He is sexier than Blake Shelton. Yes. <laughs> oh, He's and on the list. okay, okay, okay. One more thing. <laughs> you have not been watching This Is Us, right? No. What's that? That TV show that everyone's talking about. Oh, more crying. Yes. No, I don't <laughs> The watch one that. that makes you feel stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. I also have to not watch it because everyone is on Twitter being like, oh, I just can't even. It has the guy. It has it has Rory's, the, the guy from Gilmore Girls. The dad in This Is Us with the beard. Oh, yeah. Milo. Milo. Yeah. that He's Rory's, the ex. The really? skinny. Yeah. So the really hot guy, Kevin, on the show. Yeah. Blonde, right? Blonde. Yeah, the son. The son. Yeah. One of the three. Yeah. One of the three. Kevin, the hot blonde, who's yeah. the actor. He is in Bad Moms 2. Okay. And it's worth watching Bad Mom 2 for him. Okay. Because he plays a male stripper with okay. a huge penis. Okay. And he falls in love with one of the moms. Oh, all right. And it's so romantic and so cute. Oh. Because, like, she is the least hot of the moms. Oh, okay. And, she, and he falls in love with her. And it's lovely. Side note. Did you watch Ghostbusters, the remake with the women? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. Okay, good. So we can agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to watch Bad Moms 2, but once it comes out for I, home release, I'm not going to see it in the movies. No. No, I'm not going to see it in the movies. Well, first you have to watch Bad Moms 1. Right. They'll both go on a list of something to watch at some point when I'm on an airplane. And because <laughs> and the only problem with Bad Moms 2 is it's a Christmas movie. I like Christmas movies. So you have to watch it at Christmas. Yeah. Because if it comes out in February. No, I'll watch it next Christmas. Oh my it's God. not a priority. But I will watch Logan Lucky. You can't wait that long to see Bad Moms 2. You <laughs> no, can't I wait till next Christmas. Well, I certainly can't go see it in the theater. That sounds like two hours of my life, but I You're can't You're not going home for it. the next two and a half hours. We're watching Bad Moms so that you can then go and watch <laughs> Bad Moms 2. I'm sorry. Okay, the podcast people. Um, this is an official notice that my sister has kidnapped me to watch a terrible movie. I have to end episode 13. And we haven't even talked about Taylor Swift yet. Oh, my God. Well, okay, what was the Taylor Swift thing? Oh, right. This is so- episode 13. And in honor of Mrs. Taylor Swift, we have to acknowledge her. Right. Because we've acknowledged her in episode two. I think we acknowledged her again in episode five. Yep. Her new album came out. And it's her birthday on November she 13th. She is kind of the mascot of this November podcast. November 13th? December 13th. Is her birthday? December 13th. You know Taylor Swift's birthday? The only reason I know that is because she's obsessed with the number 13 and tickets for her tour go on sale December 13th. Okay. And it couldn't be November 13th because that's already passed. Have you been playing that game where you are a super fan so that you can get advanced tickets? No. No. I, you know, no. Okay, this is all I'm going to say on Taylor Swift and then like we don't need yeah. to give her any more publicity. I give the girl props, but I haven't listened to the album yet. Right. And um, not is the buy album tickets. out now? Oh my god, yeah, it's been out since like November tenth, I think. Okay, so yesterday, as I was driving in the car, which is where I listen to most music, um, Gary on the yeah country the- music station here in town said, "Okay, people, I've been asking you all afternoon if you want to hear the new Taylor Swift song. So here it is, and it's like New Year's Eve, yep. I think. Yeah, New Year's Day. So he played the the song." And then he read the reaction that he was getting immediately on social media. It was not good. I actually quite like the song. So but I don't it's know. It's not but a country song. That's what all the reaction was. Yeah. Yeah. But but also, I don't know why they think she's a country singer. She hasn't been a country singer for three albums. She lives in Nashville. Yeah. But that's, one, that's where the good. She doesn't live in Nashville. She also has a $23 million penthouse in New York City. Right. She primarily but she in is in Nashville because she just went to Target and bought her album at Nashville. And she right. recorded in Nashville because that's her where the primary, amazing... Her primary residence is Nashville because that's where she had to show up to do jury, jury duty. Jury duty. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's where the best songwriters are and blah, blah, blah. But she also has a $23 million penthouse in New York City. So. Well, don't we all? So, you know. Anywho. Okay. okay so... Well, episode 13. That was really interesting. <laughs> That was something. It was something. It was. We will something. be back in episode fourteen with a completely different topic that will only mention Taylor Swift in passing. Thank you, Bonnie.